Hello everyone. Hope you guys are doing well. Sorry to pop in out of nowhere. I don't know if you've seen what I've seen on social media, but I'm currently on just a little bit of a mini break. Just taking a couple weeks to kind of breathe, relax, kind of creatively burnt myself out a little bit with some of the incredible episodes of as of late. But in order to hold you guys over, I have a very special bonus episode for you guys. Now, if you support the podcast on Patreon, you would have already had early access to this episode. Thank you to Wiley Coyote and Jacob Braglin for already showing that love and support, and hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode previously. But I was supposed to make this bonus episode live a couple weeks after, you know, the initial interview with our guest for today. I totally forgot. <laughs> it was supposed to be to help the wonderful guests you're going to be listening to, Jessa Lee and Bielza Bebox of Chimera Bunny to help promote their Sprout Darlings Kickstarter. And they already met that goal and it's already being done and things are being pro- processed right now. But luckily, they have another Kickstarter that they are doing right now, which actually more aligns with what this bonus episode is all about. They are currently trying to raise funds right now in order to produce a animated trailer for their series, Hollywog, as well as producing some bat plushies from the series itself. At the time of recording, looking at the Kickstarter campaign, they've met that goal. <laughs> they were raising $4,000. They currently have, at the time of recording, $4,300. But you should definitely help contribute today to help bring maybe an extended trailer, maybe actually get some of the actual animation of the episode produced and such. And besides, look at some of the rewards that you see on that Kickstarter. It looks absolutely adorable. Link to that Kickstarter will be in the description below. Now, why are we here, though? Well, obviously, aside from the Kickstarter, for those who do not know, a while back, I had, again, our wonderful guests, Jessa Lee and Bielsa Bebox of Chimera Bunny. Our conversation was absolutely fantastic, and if you guys have not listened to that episode yet, I recommend you go back and listen to it. But after we got done, one of the two, I forget which one it is. It may have been Lee. I feel like it'd be Lee or Box. Either way, one of them has shaped and said, like, well, that was an incredible conversation, but, man, we really wanted to talk so much more about Polywog. So I looked at the time. I enjoyed, obviously, the conversation I had with them, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start recording again, and I'm just going to let you guys talk all about Polywog. Talk about the incredible characters, the incredible world that they developed, the years of love and passion they put into this project. And it's something that I know you guys are going to absolutely love. And I know that if you love the conversation, I hope you'll do me a favor and show that love to Box and Lee by going to the Kickstarter and, if not contributing, at least spreading the word about it. Get the word out there and let people know about it. And also check out the description below to check all the links where you can support Chimera Bunny and all their ventures. But now, without further ado, please enjoy this bonus episode of the Postmodern Art Podcast. Start recording here. Start recording here. Mark, if we make another pun, this video is going to be the company dissolve announcement video. <laughs> hey, it, it, if Box doesn't make the, the, the pun, I, I'll make a pun one way or another. <laughs> that would be an awesome video to like be like, oh, yeah, we're so excited about our business and series. By the way, we're dissolving the business. We hate each other. So let's just jump right into it. There's obviously a lot of love and care that is going into Polywag. So I want to know every little juicy detail that you guys are willing to share. Like, do not hold back when it comes to this stuff. Like, 
you know, how did Polywog even get started in the first place? I know we kind of talked about that in the episode or whatnot, but like, I want to know, like, especially like the process to where it is, where it currently is. So go all in on it. Tell me about Polywog. All right. So we talked a little bit about what Polywog is now, where it's mm-hmm. kind of like a movie sort of like episodic, not episodic, but there's episodes and it's an animated series. But it all wasn't always that way. Okay. So we said it started about five years ago, right? Right. So initially, I believe, um, it was going to be a comic, actually. Okay. And it kind of went back and forth between being a comic and being an animated series quite a few times. <laughs> I would say the, the medium of which... It was going to be changed about seven times over the past five years. <laughs> so, and we kind of got far on some of these projects. Like the one of the comic iterations, there was a full chapter written okay. out, drawn out, colored, ready to go and everything. And at the end of that chapter, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's not good. We have to move on. We have to move on. <laughs> I mean, come on, like, I, I, I'm sorry. I just gotta say, at least for me, if I was in that situation, <laughs> I would just be like, let's just at least put it out there and see what people think and just let them know, hey, we're gonna change it, but here's the progress that we have made or whatnot. But also, at the end of the day, like, it's not my project. It's obviously your guys' project, so. Well, <laughs> like, you would be normal about it. <laughs> for me, I have zero shame in working on something for 10 years and finishing it and being like, I don't like this. Let's not do this. <laughs> you know what? I understand. Okay, yeah, so, fair. Yeah. That um, is fair. <laughs> but yeah, because I, I just I just know what Polywog could be and how good it could be, and I don't want it to be anything less. I'm not settling for anything else. Okay. So so yeah, it was a, a comic for a little bit, and then it was an animated series again, um, and I was just gonna do it like on my iPad. Um, because I didn't have a computer yet to, like, animate this. So it was going to be animated all by myself. Okay. <laughs> and that didn't really pan out either. Move on a while. Okay, it's going to be a comic again. We're thinking about the future of our collaborations together and what we're going to do. I'm like, okay. And this is before, like, the studio stuff, so we couldn't, like, hire anybody on. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this comic by myself because I don't know if I can make, like, a whole... 12 minute episode um to the quality i want it to be by myself because so so yeah i was just gonna make a comic okay again um (laughs) this time i don't believe i reached a full chapter yet but i was almost a full chapter sketched not lined or colored but sketched and then i don't think i showed lee any of that (laughs) it was a secret it was a secret i i can be pretty secretive about Artwork sometimes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was sketched out, and then I was like, I started texting Lee. I was like, Lee, <laughs> I have a confession to make. <laughs> We're not doing the comic anymore. It has to be animated <laughs> because oh, I, I love animations too much, and I'm gonna be too sad if it's just a comic. It has to be this way. I know it has to be. <laughs> and then it was gonna be an animated series again. Yeah. Um, and then flash forward. Um, oh, sorry. Did you wanna? Yeah. So backpedal a little bit about box being secret. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so during this time, this was like 
high school, I think. Yeah, right? it was high school. Yeah. I was busy. I was in high school, you know, doing high school things. Okay. Um, but I was also working on the project that was supposed to come after this project that Box was working on. So that was my main focus. Mm -hmm. So I was not really involved with Polywog's writing until the second or third time it became an animated series. Because I, <laughs> I was very hands-off about it. I was like, this is your thing. I'm going to let you do your thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to, like, go, run amok. See how hard writing is. Y'all come back. And she did. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I mean, we kind of talked about this before a little bit earlier, but I like to just do things yeah. because there's been just too many times where a project has fallen through because of blah, 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 life happens. And I just, I wanted to have something that was finished really badly. Also, because we were like 12, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that too. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I mean, I guess the good thing is I, I practiced making the episode a true, lot. So this true. is like the seventh try. So <laughs> hopefully I learned my lesson those seven other times of what makes a good episode and what makes a bad episode. Seven <laughs> times the charm. <laughs> exactly. I, I have to know, like, Lee, take me to your mind with the, when it comes to this whole entire process or whatnot. Like, obviously like hearing this become a roller coaster, tipping back and forth between series and comic or series and comic or whatnot. Like what, what was your mindset at? Were you like at the very, <laughs> at, at the very minimum, like, all right, come on box. Let's figure something out. During the entire time I was like, she's not going to like it. She's going to scrap it. I know she's going to scrap it because she's <laughs> rushing it. She wants to do things super fast, but she also wants them to look good. Mm -hmm. So for the entire time she was doing the comic, I was like, hey, you're not going to like this by the time you're done with it. And she was like, I'm just going to do it. It doesn't matter. And then she <laughs> finished the chapter and she was like, I hate it. I need to scrap it. So I was just waiting. Sometimes you've got to let people do their own thing for a bit. I was busy. It's fine. <laughs> that was a that was a lesson I needed to learn in patience. Yeah. Like okay. I'm I'm glad that happened because if that didn't, I would probably still be trying to do that right now. So this, <laughs> it had to happen. It was kind of that thing that we talked about earlier, what not having that more or less the yin and the yang of your guys' like mentality when it comes to like work getting done or whatnot. You know, you had to eventually learn to, to pace things down or whatnot, like Lee would establish or whatnot. Just get the stuff out there. Like it said, you're just like, I, you know, Lee's like, let's make a plan. Let's go forth. Let's create something that we're going to love long-term. <laughs> yeah. And my learning curve has been being okay with the episode released in smaller chunks. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, I don't want to do that. But we do need to put something out there eventually, because algorithms. Right. If nothing else, like like you guys are saying, at least at this point, you guys are slowly growing. You're getting your name out there or whatnot. Like, you know, giving at least a, a, a taste, you know, that smaller chunks or whatnot, giving something for people to latch on to, easily consume, and then go back after the fact and release the entirety of the thing or whatnot, probably will help out in the long term more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, that's true. So 
again, sorry to cut you off. I don't know if I did or not. You're good. Go ahead. <laughs> Going back to when she scrapped the comic, I think the second time, mm -hmm. and wanted to do an animated series and got 12 minutes into that, storyboarded, fully voice acted, by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we paid for voice acting for 12 minutes. And three of those minutes were fully animated. She did that by herself. Okay, so let me let me talk about this. <laughs> okay, so this was just last year, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so Chimera Bunny had been registered as a real business, mm -hmm. and we were like, okay, let's make our first project. What's it going to be? Okay, obviously Polylog. We've been trying for five years. Let's do it again. So, um, this is once again. I wanted to do something fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there wasn't, wasn't um, I gave myself about a hundred days to make a twelve-minute episode. Goodness, <laughs> why would you torture yourself like that? So, the the script writing process was just a few days, okay. and I did invite Lee to work on it, but I don't believe she had the time to. Mm -hmm. Um. And for me, I was like, I can't wait for you. I have to move on. There's a hundred days left. So I actually, I do, because we were talking about this yesterday. I went back and I was thinking, I was remembering. I saw that you were again trying to rush through it. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to let you write the script. <laughs> I'm going to let you so, learn from your mistake this time. <laughs> so... I was like, it's your project, you can write the script. You were also being a bit secretive about it. So I was like, go ahead, do it. <laughs> so she wrote the script by herself, which means that- With no dialogue, by the way. Okay. I didn't write the dialogue yet because I'm not super good at that. So I just kind of had like a general story outline mm -hmm. and that was the script for me. And I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and then- And then, no, not, not yet, not yet. Okay. We, so I gave myself about a week to storyboard an entire 12-minute episode, right? <laughs> so I took my little script. I storyboarded it out. I was like, okay, this is fine. Some scenes look better. Some scenes don't look as good. Whatever. Okay, we're moving on. But there was still no dialogue. It had been fully storyboarded. There was no dialogue. <laughs> and here's where the main issue came in with the script. Okay. As if there weren't already like 12 <laughs> other issues with it. But here's the big one. I really would not recommend doing dialogue after the storyboard <laughs> because here's what happens. Okay. You find out, especially with Polywog, there's a lot of like lore and like character stuff. So we were trying to put so much into the dialogue that a single storyboard would be like the shot wouldn't change for like five minutes of dialogue. And we were like, oh, oh my gosh, this does not work. Oh, no goodness. <laughs> so I was also, at this point, we were doing direct storytelling because Box wanted to do direct storytelling mm -hmm. and didn't want to just show things because there was literally no place to just, like, show things and have people figure it out okay. because most of the story had been written after she started storyboarding. I was like, I need help writing. <laughs> so... You can't, like, go back and work in elements for people to figure out because the scene is already done. So you have to also, tell Also, the way I storyboarded it was very specific. I didn't get, like, too ambitious with, like, shot choices because I knew from the beginning, like, 
I'm not going to get any help on this. Like, I'm going to be the sole animator. How do I make this work? So, um, yeah. <laughs> Some pretty underambitious shots. And then we just had the dialogue stacking on time. Like, I say it's a 12-minute episode, but I think originally it was going to be more like eight. And the dialogue just stacked the time up. And it'd be like, okay, this this isn't looking so good. <laughs> And unfortunately, we didn't realize the dialogue problem was as bad as it was until after we had already gotten all the voice lines recorded oh, and put in and edited together. Like, we, we knew it was kind of bad because um, when we were writing the dialogue, we had to edit it down quite substantially. Like, it was worse. We brought it down. Okay. <laughs> um, we got our voice actors to do it, and... I edited that, edited that all together, like, as fast as I could, mm -hmm. and it was time to animate. There was no time to waste. There's, like, 90 days left <laughs> or something, whatever it's, there was. Um, and I just started working on it, like, every single day. I don't think I made, like, I don't think I had the time to make, like, proper proper character model sheets or anything. Not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just, like, going at it. And for the next few months... I had animated about three, almost four minutes, completely animated with backgrounds and composited, edited, all of that. And the only thing that was missing was like sound effects and like music and all that. So, so here I am sitting in like November with my three fully minutes animated out of like 12. And... Me and Lee are talking about it. I think, I don't know which one came to the it other one me. first. Yeah, so we were talking to each other and we were like, this isn't working. <laughs> it's not turning out good. And I mean, that's something at the beginning of the 100 days we were more okay with. But over the course of that time I was working on it, we were like really reconsidering what we wanted to do and what we wanted to be like what we're doing with the studio, right? Mm -hmm. So there was just a lot we had to reevaluate in that time. And we were like, okay, we're scrapping the entire 12-minute episode. Let's start from square one. And this time around, we were willing to invest money. And we were like, okay, we need help. <laughs> this, is, this isn't going to work if I just do it. Um, it's just the scale was so much bigger than we had originally realized <laughs> right whenever you're trying to you know crunch something out within a hundred days when it's only one person doing it i i, I would imagine mm -hmm. you need a little help yeah so <laughs> we decided we needed some help and we were like okay let's let's reevaluate the whole thing um, let's rewrite a lot of the story. And this is where Lee came in and was writing a lot of the big lore changes mm -hmm. um, and changing the whole episode. This is also part of the reason we scrapped the original episode is because it no longer fit in with, with like the, the grand lore. scheme of the story. Yeah, so it was just kind of like, oh, even if we did think this content was good, it doesn't fit what we're doing now. So we had to scrap it anyways. Um... So yeah, it's December now. We're redoing all the visual development, all the like development in general. We're redesigning all the characters, which had generally remained unchanged for like the past five years. Right. So we were like, okay, it's time for them to get a new look. And that was a whole fiasco. Oh, 
Um, there was a lot of back and forth on the designs. <laughs> if Lee wants to talk about that a little. So the main character, Frog, I do have some assets you can look at and edit in if you want to. Okay. Um, but the main character, Frog, at this point um, in the process, we had already hired on a lot of voice actors. Right. Um, which was awesome because we had just redone the episode. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we hired them on when we thought we would have work for them. And then we were like, hey guys, sorry, we're gonna rework the episode and make it better. They were of course understanding and they were like, yeah, I wanna be a part of a better project. I'm so happy <laughs> for you guys. But we still we still do feel kind of bad, so. I mean, I imagine that initially comes in whenever, you know, you, you bring in such good quality talent or whatnot, promising them one thing, one thing, and then turn around and be like, Hey, we're actually making it something else at the very least. Like, you know, at least the, the, the actors from what you guys are telling me, very understanding more at the end of the day. Yeah. And we had already paid most of them mm -hmm. to voice act the entire episode prior. So they already had work. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had an issue. Aside from because... trying to aside from trying to make an animation in a hundred days, what was the issue this time? <laughs> well, that was Box's problem she brought upon herself. True, true. I had no part in that. I didn't even find out she was doing it until after she started doing it. <laughs> but anyway, so what was the problem you came across then? So we had a bit of an issue with Frog's design. Okay. Where her original design, she has the hair that she has now. Mm -hmm. But during the design process, um, Box, for, she's like super into the shape language, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes... Like, the way she looks at art is way different than everyone else looks at art. Right. Um, like, look at the character sheet. Apparently, Frog's hair is green. <laughs> <laughs> well, her name is Frog, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the story behind that is it, it was supposed to be green, but it, I like to color shift my drawings so much that Lee, this entire time, thought she was blonde yeah. <laughs> so she's yeah. she's canon blonde now but she was supposed to have green hair <laughs> since the start the way box look is looks at art is way different like i think it's because she knows what colors she color shifted from but like if you look at that drawing you'll see blonde hair she sees green hair because she takes like all of the combined tones, if that makes sense. I, I, I get where you're getting at, yeah. Um, so she's also that way about shapes. Mm. <laughs> so at one point in the process, we had an issue where Box wanted to make her hair long because the shape language was more cohesive. Mm -hmm. And this was like a three day long, like back and forth where I was like, <laughs> it just doesn't look right. 
So we we had to like open it up to like a server discussion. Oh wow! <laughs> where everyone spent like three days trying to convince Fox <laughs> that the short hair looked better. I had agreed that the short hair was better for like it's more unique looking, mm -hmm. like the style that it is. But for a while, just. Because when I design a new character, I have to draw them a hundred times to see if the design works from, like, every angle and every composition. You know, um, understandable. Understandable. So, yeah, for a while, just the way I had been drawing her, I think, was a lot more lanky than I had previously. So I thought the long hair was working better. But eventually, through the design process, we kind of didn't go with as lanky as I was drawing her and we discovered, okay, the short hair actually does really work. I was just going insane because the silhouettes looked better. <laughs> so at one point I liked, I really, really liked one of Frog's long hair designs, but it was too cool for her. I wonder if I can okay. find it. Yeah, that's that's one thing, too. We wanted to keep Frog as kind of a goofy character. Like, she's an adult, but she's supposed to kind of be a bit childish for her age. Right, right. So we're trying to keep, like, that goofy energy that she has. Um, I mean, to be fair, like, you know, like you were telling me beforehand, she's basically a demon hunter. That doesn't sound like a serious job. So I imagine that kind of childlike <laughs> wonder is, like, still there in the back of your mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, she's... Um, I'll go ahead. She's set on being a demon hunter, mm -hmm. right? But the people of her village don't even believe in demons anymore. Interesting. So she's, she's a bit crazy. <laughs> the ancient hero had already wiped out all of the demons right. for like a while. Supposedly. So. <laughs> supposedly. She... It's so, like a little kid living in Santa Claus, basically, at her grown age of, like, 22. <laughs> she has an adopted son who also does not believe in demons. And is like, okay, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you, you, you destroy that, that chupacabra or whatnot. Yeah, you go for it. You got it. So she's very goofy and... Um, a lot of the festivals and like traditions and stuff that the town that she lives in holds, they don't really remember the purpose of anymore. Mm, um, okay. So all of the views that the people of the town have are kind of misconstrued. And a lot of them don't even believe in demons. So she's like already a whack job, but also she's obsessed with this lore, right? <laughs> that at this point is just like fairy tales to them, even though it's only been a hundred years since everything happened. Okay, okay. So uh, I I want to derail the con the current conversation when it comes to this giant one hundred day sketch, you know, hundred day stretch <laughs> of trying to make a a uh, a short out of thin air, which I appreciate nevertheless. Like I I admire your dedication. That is the first thing I want to say when it comes to that. But <laughs> you're talking a lot about, you know, demons and demon hunters or whatnot. I don't know how much you can divulge when it comes to the actual lore of Polywog or whatnot, but I want to know like how what exactly is the importance of like the demons in this universe? Like how is it like you said that, you know, obviously 
uh, 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 Frog wants to be a demon hunter, but like they believe that demons aren't even around anymore. Like, what exactly is like the lore behind the demons of Polywog that you can indulge on? So, as it's told, demons used to terrorize the village, and the ancient hero came in and he wiped them all out with the spirit protector of the village. Uh, Gubbit, who disappeared after some time. Mm-hmm. Um, oof. So, because I, I get, I bet you you're Trump, don't want to spoil too much. So I imagine <laughs> just even just that bare bare minimum alone is one. I was like, it was a time to where demons were commonplace, and there was both like you were talking about like you know rituals, you know, uh, I'm not gonna say schedules, but like festivals stuff like that to help ensure that like you know, safety from those demons or whatnot before this ancient one came in and basic and basically wiped all the demons out allegedly. So basically frog mm-hmm. coming in, trying to be this, you know, new demon hunter. It'd be like the modern day version of someone trying to be like a blacksmith or something like that. Like it's cool that you want to do that, but like we have so many other things to where that's not even a concern. There's no reason for you to be that. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like, I guess the the real wor- world like example for what Frog would be like is just a huge dork, like a nerd <laughs> obsessed with like comic books or something. Like <laughs> he is definitely like the real world equivalent of like a med- med- medieval boo, you know? Okay, yeah, you know, fair enough, understandable. She would she absolutely does. be going to Ren fairs if. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I assume in your guys' world, she's basically living in the time that Red Fairs will be based on, more or less, in this yeah. universe. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So let's let's get back to our to our main story here of the of the rush to get something out. Um, <laughs> no, but like, so so I imagine, you know, like we were talking about, Lee eventually came in, uh, tried to, you know get something more cohesive going or whatnot. So at what point did you guys just kind of more or less realize that like what we're trying to do with this right here is not the way to go and just completely redo it. Um, Oh, I would I say, Oh, go so, ahead. I remember the conversation. I texted you and I was like, Hey, we need to call and like talk about polywalk. <laughs> And I was like, hey, because you had just edited together, like, the storyboards and stuff, right? No, I had already animated three minutes. So the storyboards were long edited. uh, Okay, okay. At some point in that process, I was watching it, and I was like, this is boring. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I called, and I was like, hey, don't be bad. (laughs) It's boring and it's clunky and i think we should reconsider like we are oh you've already restarted it five times what's the sixth or seventh (laughs) i don't even know if you straight up said hey we should restart this i think you were just like hey it's not looking so good and i was like i'm not mad i agree let's restart this and you were like oh are you sure i was like we're restarting it I was like, yeah, I just don't think this is, like, the best that we could do. And you were like, okay, let's <laughs> restart. <laughs> I imagine leaning the back of your head, you were probably just thinking, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. I was always a restart advocator. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, just restarting so many times over the course of five years. It's also been, I mean, partly because I've been growing as an artist over the past five years and my art style has changed so much over that time. So each iteration of Hollywog has kind of been like a different art style I've gone through and eventually came to the one I have today. So that's that's part of the reason um, that, that's valid. That happened. <laughs> that that's honestly very valid because I mean, especially when you're dedicating yourself so long to just art, you definitely pick up some stuff along the way to where your your style like moves and and changes and morphs into something that's you know, while based in something incredible in the first place, like you know, develops into something else that could completely change the storytelling aspects on so many different scenarios. So yeah, I could I could understand why you've restarted so many times at least when it comes to like the art style kind of thing, but like, is there, what would you say is more or less like a driving force for you to keep wanting to restart, but also like to keep going forth and tell this story? Um, so we had always restarted. Like we have a couple projects that we put out that was done super, super quickly. Like we did, I think like two 48 hour short films mm -hmm. where we wrote it and we, box animated it in the span of 48 hours and we put them out and i think since we have been friends for nine years and that entire time we've been like cycling through stories writing the same way we've always written like we've written them out we scrapped it we restarted we've written it out we've scrapped it we restarted we got like three seasons into writing we scrapped it we restarted i think that's one of the main things that is our strengths mm -hmm. because in indie animation especially you are really just like fuck it we ball you know yep. and you just you have to change as you learn and as you go because you can't just like have a plan for indie animation and everything goes smoothly <laughs> right if that was the case there would be a lot more indie projects out there it'd be a lot easier for people to get their ideas translated to to animation like that yeah so i i quite like that we restart a bunch of times um and i hope that this time is the final time i'm happy with it me too so, I feel yeah. like it's it's finally gotten to a really good place. I think I really do think it'll be good. I'm confident in saying that right now. Well, I mean that leads to something. I don't know if I, uh, and I, 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 if I hadn't asked this initially, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you here. Like you know, obviously, like you know, you Lee, you already said this or whatnot. Like there have been times where you've taken projects and just take them off to the wayside and just let them let them enjoy themselves in a field and, and, and on the great farm in the north or whatnot. <laughs> But like, and then shoot them in the back of the head. Uh, yeah. I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to say old yeller, but okay. Um, but so you had all these obviously stories that you've more or less just taken to the graveyard. I'll just put it like that. Um, mm -hmm. But like, what is it about Polywog in particular to where like, again, you guys have restarted at least like seven different times or whatnot. What is it about this story in particular that you guys want to hold on to and actually do something with this one? Like what is, what is the extra special thing about this story in this world in this universe that makes you guys want to tell it more than anything else um go ahead for me i just really love the fantasy genre as a whole mm -hmm. and i feel like everything that i usually make even if it's not polywog kind of falls in line with that genre you know what i mean yeah so i don't know 
it's just it's just been a huge project since the start even with restarting it so many times each new version we've kind of added a piece um that i've i don't know i just i just like what it's becoming <laughs> that's fair um why i want to go ahead and tell this story instead of the other stories um that are in the same universe that happened before and after this one takes place is I just really like the vibe this one has, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I feel like this is a really good starting point to be able to tell other stories in the future. You can hit nudge nudge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice. It has a meaty plot. There's a lot of things behind it, and it's interesting, and it's not too confusing like future things would be without any buildup. Right. So, mm -hmm. I mean, even then, like, again, just from what you guys have been able to, to tell me about when it comes to, you know, polywog or whatnot, um, especially again, how much you guys have taken care of it while also like having to, to basically like redo it like so many times over like that. It's more or less like it goes back to what I like. I've said before, like it shows more or less the love and dedication and, passion you have for this story and for this universe and for this vibe that you want to present out there more than anything else like i i can only imagine dedicating yourself that long to something and trying over and over again to tell it the the proper way like i know i can only imagine how much of a challenge it is again i've had this podcast for only like two and a half years i've done other projects before when it comes to like college and stuff because i went to school for filmmaking and such and like with those it's one of those like i i i have to do it in a matter of months because that's what my perfect my my classes required me to do or whatnot but like you know there there's like there's like at least one or two of the ones that i did that i wouldn't mind like going back and picking up and doing something like that you know being able to tell that story further or whatnot. But like, again, like for, for me, I haven't actively thought about those ideas for you guys. <laughs> this is your lives. This is what you guys want to push out there. This is your creative force more than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, and I mean, good. Okay. Oh. <laughs> for me, um, I'm always thinking about writing, like always, mm -hmm. always. When I take breaks, we work like 11 or I work like 11 to 15 hours a day. On my break days, I don't get weekends. On my break days, I work six hours a day, which I'm so thankful for, right? <laughs> but while I'm like playing video games or I'm doing other things, I'm still writing in my head. And that's like been right. a constant throughout my life. I'm like always coming up with stories, always like making little intricacies, always like, you know, thematic elements, putting those in. So if I weren't doing this, I would probably like just go insane. <laughs> so. It's valid. Honestly, <laughs> again, <laughs> I, I, I work a job to where I can work up to like 10 or 11 hours a day, five days a week or whatnot. So, yeah, I can get where you're coming from, but I could go insane if I don't do this. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of work has been put into Chimera Bunny. Um, a lot of work has been going to Polywog as well, just in general. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, it's... I, oh, go on. It's, uh, 
for me, writing is more like a necessity that I have to do. Mm-hmm. Like I have to make these stories. So it's good that they are uh, being fully realized because maybe I can stop thinking about those ones and move on to other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good way to state it. Polywog is like a plague on both our minds. And we, <laughs> we have to do this. I mean, to be fair, compared to some plagues in history, I think this is a plague I wouldn't <laughs> mind catching, you know? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I had the plague of attempting to make something creative a reality. Oh, Lord, help oh, us. No. <laughs> it's the worst one. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine, especially with how many different iterations. I mean, I already got a taste of it with some of the visuals I'll be putting in the video version of this podcast or whatnot. But even then, the main different iterations and di- different interpretations of it or whatnot, like, goodness, like, if nothing else is a good way to, like, creatively exert yourself one way or another, like, trying all these different styles or whatnot. Was there, like... Obviously, the the style you're currently sticking with to tell this story or whatnot is probably your favorite right now. But is there any, like, previous iteration that you would have loved to have seen to fruition, like, go past you being like, eh, maybe I should stop from there? Um, I do miss a couple of the art styles. We had to simplify it down because obviously. Right. Um, But Box went through a phase where she was very, like, I think it was 70s anime. I don't know. I don't watch anime, but it was very cute. I loved it lots, but we moved on from this art style and I wish we had kept it, but it's okay. Yeah. We'll send the asset for that in a bit, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was very anime. It had more detail. Like if you'll notice the current version of her, I don't really draw her pupils really. Okay. Or like just a lot of little details are more implied instead of actually there. But for a moment, there was this more anime style that was a lot more complex. And we decided not to go through with it because, I mean, just the budget for that would be insane. It's already going to be insane. So we, we toned <laughs> it down a little bit. We were trying to be realistic, even though <laughs> we're usually pretty overambitious. We're trying to control ourselves a little. <laughs> Fair. Understandable. Understandable. I was going to say, Box, is there any other previous iteration that you wish you could have like maybe tampered with a little bit more before the current one or are you more or less just happy with where you're going right now um i am pretty happy with what we've got going right now i do enjoy kind of more cartoony art styles um i did really like the anime one that lee likes too Mm -hmm. like that one it's it's just visually appealing i think but the current one i do really really like it fair enough Fair enough. Though I, I, I will say it. Just basing it on some of the 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 ones you guys tell, the ones that uh that Lee had shared with me or whatnot. The one that looks like almost like a, a Hobbit animated, like the the Hobbit animated uh, movie, if you remember that or whatnot. The one that I think was gonna be in comic form that looks like that similar style or whatnot. That's one I would have loved to have seen like more get to fruition or whatnot. Is that the one that you were selling me that you had like the full chapter like written out for that comic or whatnot? Um, actually I think that was a little bit after that oh, okay. was like the next iteration after the, the comic. So, okay. okay. Um, so yeah, those like that design and those details were kind of things I was learning how to draw while making the comic. And then I was like, Oh God, the comic doesn't look as good as this. <laughs> so <laughs> that's part of the reason that one was canceled that time through. Jesus. I'm just going to say, I, I'm just going to say, 
when you guys do the Kickstarter going for Polywog or whatnot, I'm just going to say this right here. If you still have that initial, like, first chapter comic or whatnot, make that as one of the, like, the Kickstarter goals or whatnot. Like, you know, like a $50 goal or whatnot, you get, like, a, a printed, like, paperback zine of it or something like that. Just to see, like, where it came from or whatnot. Like, I think it'd be um, interesting. Maybe. Well, at least put a few, like pages or just like little snapshots of what it was in the art book which will cover like mm. every phase of what polywag was and what it is now um so yeah that's definitely something you can look forward to for the kickstarter the art book is so big <laughs> i was just i was literally just about to ask rough estimation here how many pages do you think this art book would be oh man if we include everything, it's it's gonna be too big. We're gonna cut down a bit. We're gonna we're gonna like, be selective we, on what we include. Are we talking phone book big? Like that many pages? If Oof. I get to say everything that I want to say and make it make sense, yes. Okay. <laughs> if I include every sketch I've ever done, yes. There's at least three hundred unfinished sketches just in like my ipad gallery right now <laughs> it just reminds me of the the meme like if you guys remember like the ones that are like the two books or whatnot one of them that's like a standard size book and the other one that's literally like this big or whatnot <laughs> so it's like what the art book is probably gonna be what the art book would look like if we included everything <laughs> yeah yeah that is so accurate oh my gosh yeah like i i i, I feel like especially when talking about polywog, like obviously there's only so much you guys can share or whatnot, but even with the surface that we've been scratching when it comes to this or whatnot, I cannot tell you how invested I want to be with this world, how much more I want to learn about it. I want to sink my teeth as far in with this as I can. Like it sounds incredible. I love everything that you guys have been able to tell me about it. Another thing we want to do with it is I'm very big on social issues. Okay. Um, so a lot through the years, you know, I've been like, okay, uh, propaganda time. We're gonna, <laughs> I want to start, I don't want direct parallels, but I do want to start putting in stuff that will give people the tools to start recognizing social issues within their own society. Okay. Um, so you know, look forward to that propaganda time, guys. <laughs> oh boy, I love my propaganda. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say without spoilers, but right, you can probably. Right, right. <laughs> Plus, Polywog propaganda has a great ring to it. Polywog mm -hmm. propaganda. That's that's what you guys are calling the ad campaign, right? It's the Polywog propaganda. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we now return to our Polywog propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, what our youtube channel is gonna be there you go <laughs> screw chimera bunny that's the new name of the of the studio polywog propaganda propaganda uh, ink propaganda ink no i i'm sure that would give the wholly wrong context for anyone that doesn't that like that <laughs> oh goodness is is there anything else you guys would like to indulge when it comes to 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 polywog <laughs> Hmm. Box, do you have anything? Um, I can't think of anything specific, but I will say, um, working with some artists, um, 
that we just personally were fans of and having them on the project has been really cool. Okay. Um, and we, we love everyone we're working with, our voice actors especially. Mm-hmm. We gave them praise last time. We'll do it again. <laughs> I love them so much. They're so perfect. <laughs> do you want to give any advice to anyone looking to get into indie animation? I'm taking over your podcast. <laughs> hey, 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 you know Here, I'll tell you what. The I'll, new give myself five, I'll give myself five minutes. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um advice for people wanting to do their own thing i would just say understand what you're getting into um i mean obviously what we've been talking about here in the last however long it's been it's a very windy road a lot of things are gonna happen that you didn't expect to pop up and you have to just be prepared for those things and be okay with changing and Maybe even reevaluating everything you're doing, which we've done several times. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the way it goes. And we're still learning to this day. Like, obviously, we haven't really taken off as a studio yet. The episode's not out yet. We're still learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I do have something to say. Go for if it. If you okay. are going to get into indie animation, I would ask you to evaluate if this is the proper medium to tell your story through Mm -hmm. because animation is very time consuming Mm -hmm. um and some projects would be better told through a game some projects would be better told through a comic you have to be really sure that animation is the right medium for you and don't just pick it because that's the first thing that comes to your mind when it comes to storytelling. There's tons of other storytelling mediums and you don't want to get someone, or not just someone, you don't want to get like an entire team involved with telling your passion project if it's not the right thing for your passion project. I imagine that's something that you probably want to emphasize when it comes to Chimera Bunny, the fact that you guys aren't just an animation studio. You guys are looking to dip into so many different aspects when it comes to just art in general, like making sure you tell whatever the proper story is in the proper medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely something we feel pretty strongly about, like even just going back and forth on why should Polywog be a comic? Why should it be an animated series? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something we've thought a lot about over the years. And just make sure if you're going to make something that you kind of have that conversation with yourself or whoever you're working with as well. Um, Trust me. I was going to yeah. say, like, I, I definitely get that. Like obviously with my own creative, you know, endeavors or whatnot, like while I've only been able to do live action personally or whatnot, like obviously I can see a, a reason for certain things being a certain aspect. Like for example, the, the animated project that I'm helping out with the evil little thing with, with tipsy, honestly, with the story that she really wants to tell the best way that it is to tell the story would be animation, especially for some of the visual aspects, some of the storytelling beats or whatnot. Some of the, some of, some of the atmosphere that she wants to create, like, you know, animation is probably the way to go. Like mm-hmm. in a different vein, I have, I'll reveal it here on the podcast. I have a little private project that I'm currently working on or whatnot Ooh. that I think would be best explained through podcast form, through audio medium or whatnot. Like I could think of it, you know, mm-hmm. animated would be kind of cool to see live action would probably be the second best thing to go with what I'm planning on doing or whatnot. But like the audio mm-hmm. medium leads so much to the imagination that the way I want to go forth doing this little private project or whatnot, I think the podcast would, uh, 
podcast form would be the way to go. And that should be the same with any sort of creative project. You got to understand that like the medium you want to put it to or whatnot, understand why it would be the best medium to tell that story. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this is another, like, you know how sometimes books are very poorly adapted into movies. Sometimes maybe the book was just the best version you could tell that story with. Exactly. Like, each medium has its advantages and disadvantages. So, yeah, it's just something to think about when you're making something. Exactly. Go on. Another piece of advice. By the way, if you do do a story, make sure to send it to me. DMs are always open. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Another piece of advice we would give people, because we have had people message us, um asking about this specifically if you're not prepared to run a business don't register as a business for fun yeah no i the 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 the, the, i imagine it's a it's a whole process that isn't just you know hey we have a business now (laughs) yeah yes absolutely there's a lot of money you have to put into it too to Mm -hmm. even become a business in the first place like it costs money to register yeah (laughs) That's why I've been a little bit hesitant to, to, to make a a production company based around podcasts or whatnot just yet. Because I, I have an idea in mind that like, I need to do more research before I just say, all right, let's make a production company called such and such. <laughs> like you have to have a plan for income coming in because you're going to start paying taxes and you better know how to pay those taxes. Become very acquainted with the IRS website, guys. Mm. You also need to have your contracts in place if you are dealing with any money. Absolutely. Also, most importantly, if you are using Indie to pitch your project to a studio, you need your artists to sign release forms for their art so they do not own it anymore. And it belongs to you, the person who originally owns the IP. Because if that project gets picked up by a studio, those artists who worked on your project can sue the studio. So a studio will not pick up your indie project, even if you have a fully animated pilot, because it's a legal risk. So you need to have all of your ducks in a row. Otherwise, you won't get picked up. You need to, like, think legally, (laughs) guys. Yes. Indie animation or just, you know, creative processes in general is not just create something, put it out there. There is a process, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially especially if you're trying to, to sell your IP or whatnot, if you're trying to, to sell a product or whatnot. Uh, keep in mind, you're dealing with people that have more than likely dealt with this stuff for years and have dealt with all the different lawyers and such to make sure that they can get the most money possible. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because let's say we sold we pitched polywog to a producing company right now Mm -hmm. we have a couple artists on character design um if we had if we didn't have them sign the artist release forms and we included any of their characters that they did or for the writers any story beats that they put into the story and they can prove that they put that into the story they could sue the production company. So yeah, just make sure your contracts are in order. If you bring in anybody else to work with you, 
and especially if money is involved, which please play your artist once again. We'll say this again. Yep. <laughs> pay your artist. Pay your artist. Especially like if you're planning on doing this long term, you need to pay your artists. It's, it's <laughs> sorry, I'm getting overwhelmed thinking about all of the legal stuff. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I think the best way we can tie this whole entire point into a giant bow is make sure you do your research before you go all in on this stuff. It's literally not just make something, put it out there. There is a whole process that has to go behind it. Yeah. I mean, artists are, they're, they're well-intentioned when they do this type of stuff, but unfortunately right. artists tend to not be the best businessmen. Mm -hmm. That's the, <laughs> that's a huge thing. We are not like Jay-Z. We are not a businessman. We are a businessman, but we also need to be businessmen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we're, we don't really fit very cleanly into the indie animation label because we're trying to become basically an alternative to the current producing companies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So indie animation doesn't really fit us. But, you know. Yeah, we want to be the new industry. That's basically, that's our ultimate goal. <laughs> like... Well, there you go. It's a good goal to achieve for more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you guys want to add before we sign off on this one? <laughs> Let's see. Let me go over my notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing we wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um... If you do, one of the main reasons why you go indie is because your project wouldn't do well in a studio setting mm -hmm. or in a mass-produced setting. And you're very passionate about your project. So I would not recommend doing indie to pitch your project to a studio. Because... There's already avenues to pitch your project to a studio. Going above and beyond to make a fully animated pilot, I do not think is going to help your chances because there are already set avenues for pitching. Mm -hmm. You are also going to be competing against because the industry is changing. We looked into pitching a lot. We decided it wasn't for us. But they're bringing in like celebrities and people from the film industry. Um, so that's your competition and their name has a lot more power than yours. Yep. So yep. going above and beyond to make a pitch seems like the right idea, but unless you're like Vivzy Pop, it probably is not going to work out for you. Mm -hmm. So if you do want to get your show made and you get a team together and you make a fully animated episode, why not just make that process sustainable and produce your own show because you're going to pitch your show to a company. You're going to sell your IP. You can't bring your artists on because American industry um, animation is now just pre-production. They don't do the animation in-house anymore. They outsource it and they treat those animators horribly. <laughs> So you're not going to be able to bring your animators with you. You probably aren't going to be able to bring your voice actors with you. Everything is going to be changed. 
um, any representation that you want to put in, you're probably not going to be able to put in. You're going to sell your IP and then what's most likely going to happen is your show is going to get completely gutted. They give you a certain amount of episodes to make your story work. Mm -hmm. So if you have to add more to fill in time, you have to do that. If you have to cut it short to try to make it work and you have to cut a bunch of content, you have to do that. You can't just do your own style. You have to conform to what they want you to conform and what's easy to mass produce. And by the end of all that, they're probably going to cancel your show because you included a gay kiss scene and <laughs> you're going to wake up to find out that you're fired from Twitter and your show got canceled. And all of the people who you are working with and employed are now jobless. <laughs> I yeah, it's, it's just a really brutal world. I feel like this is a wholly unique experience and this has never happened before. Why would you even conceive <laughs> such a dreamlike experience? Anyways, let's all sit down and watch something like, I don't know, The Owl House or, you know, anyways. Um. <laughs> I will never get over Inside Job being canceled. Oh I'll my never God. get over it. The fact, especially like, because like they only had like, what, two seasons or anything like that? Like that, ugh. I have such strong opinions on Inside <laughs> Job being canceled. I could talk about it for hours, so oh, I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> I agree, Inside Job episode. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you guys just want to just like, as part, as part of like a subsidiary of Chimera Bunny or whatnot, just do a podcast division or whatnot. I'll help with that. We'll have the Chimera Bunny hour or whatnot. You guys just ramble all you want about different topics. <laughs> Lee's very strong opinions on the stupid love interests they included for Reagan. Specifically, I am so sure of it because the executives wanted him there. I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> I think we've hit upon all the points, right? I think. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Looking through the five page document. Double check. Double check. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Just Dot a our eyes, cross our T's. <laughs> the anticipation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. The day Polywog episode one was supposed to come out, which was Box's birthday, by the way. Oh. We decided to. Um, Redo it. <laughs> Happy birthday! We're starting over. <laughs> Another thing that also... happened that was exactly like that is Box did the character sheets, and then we were like, "Hmm, we should redo those." And yeah, yeah, I designed, I drew a whole character expression sheet for Frog, and then literally the night of or the day <laughs> after, we were like, "Okay, we're redesigning all the characters." <laughs> <It was like, laughs> Oh, we don't this goes to show unexpected things will pop up yeah Jesus. let me try to find that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah even through all this process I don't really regret anything that we've done at all because we've learned something new from every little change um, that's happened so <laughs> there you go 
Oh goodness. This this has been additional this has been a, a interesting additional recording session, I will say. Uh, <laughs> this is not the, this is this is not the first time I've recorded multiple times with the same guests, usually for the same episode. <laughs> we did not bring up we are the Gus and Saul Goodman of indie animation. So okay. No 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 we're gonna elaborate on this for a quick second. Go on. <laughs> So you know how Gus is like, you know, very careful. He's very meticulous. He's very planning. Mm-hmm. I'm Gus, but I'm also Jesse because I can Jesse. And Oscar's <laughs> all good then because she just kind of raw dogs everything. And <laughs> <laughs> like she's very good at what she does. We both are. But out of the two of us, she's definitely the Saul Goodman. So you better call Box. Yeah, <laughs> better, better call, call Box. box. <laughs> I I wouldn't be do not be surprised if I make that the title of this bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, oh Jesus. All right. I think unless there's anything else you guys want to add right here at the end, I think that is the end of this bonus episode. Because <laughs> I um, think that's everything. Oh, Lee's gonna. <laughs> Lee, 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 do you have oh, one last, one last little thing? Uh, no, it's fine. I was just gonna talk about the visual development process because it's, but that's gonna be like a whole thing. <laughs> we'll next we'll, time. Next time. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll save that for the first episode of the Chimera Buddy Podcast. How about that? Probably <laughs> <laughs> should. Maybe. I can lead you guys. I'm dead serious. I can lead you guys in the right direction, or I can be the 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 host if one of you guys want to edit it or whatnot. And I mean, even then, it's like bare minimum editing, but still. Well, we would probably have you as the host because we're lazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Smile. Like, th- think of me more as like an MC. We're all the host, but I'm the <laughs> one that leads leads everyone in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, I need to be led because oh my goodness, <laughs> I want to talk about. Inside job so bad. Oh, we got another backer <laughs> while we were oh, talking. Hey. While we were no talking. way. Let's go. Oh my god. We and just hit a thousand dollars. Hey, there yes! we go. And considering the fact that this is, I'm, I'm sure I'm telling you this, I, there's no way, especially because we've been recording for about an additional hour right here. Um, this is gonna be just straight up like a bonus episode or whatnot. So when this does come out right before the the Kickstarter does end, if you haven't supported already, you can add more to that. You know, number that we just heard right there. You can make it higher, make it extra higher. Help these guys out. They're doing incredible stuff. Sprout Darlings now live on Kickstarter. It's probably still live. Go check it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>